Hey everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey, you there? Yep, I'm here. All right. Hey everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. And this is our first podcast, so we're going to just do a quick overview and introduction of ourselves and uh, kind of how we got into stock market trading in general and um, options and all that good stuff. So, um, James, why don't you go first? Sure. Uh, this is James, uh, one of the members of WSTrades.com. Uh, yeah, I got into the markets about four years ago. Um, didn't do much to be honest. Um, just bought a few stocks, uh, didn't ha- wasn't playing with a lot of capital cause I was just kind of getting my feet wet and, um, I just bought, bought some stock, kind of let it sit there. Didn't really do much. Um, you know, seemed like I needed to maybe try something else or research a little more, um, try to figure out a better plan uh, how to get some good returns because, you know, whatever I had just bought and let sit there wasn't really doing anything for me. Um, so that's when I started to look into other things, um, you know, buying like into index funds uh, versus just like single company stock. And, um, you know, that just kind of led into like dividend stocks, which I played with a little bit um, and then just kind of kept progressing into, you know, uh, options and, even some futures and stuff like that. So yeah, I wasn't much of an investor at all um, up until, you know, that four year mark when I opened my brokerage account uh, with TD Ameritrade and, uh, you know, just thinking about the future and, uh, you know, trying to get some returns, thinking about retirement and, you know, how am I going to set some stuff up now um, that's going to generate some consistent returns, um, you know, and hopefully uh, set up for a pretty nice, uh, retirement. So yeah, that's uh, about when I got into uh, investing and into the markets. And uh, yeah, my actual day job right now, I'm a network engineer. So um, yeah, so hopefully, you know, things go really well. Um, It'd be nice one day to, you know, get enough gains from the markets or get into a position where, you know, ideally it'd be, it'd be a cool uh, idea to have some type of an early retirement, but if not, you know, at least retire well, set up some good investments now. And uh, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. And uh, when I really started to get uh, into the stock market for investing. Yeah, I've got a, my story's pretty similar. Um, the first stock I ever bought was a, uh, at the time, WWF, uh, actually, I think they already transitioned to WWE because my son is probably, man, almost, shoot, maybe seven years ago or more, uh, was super into WWE. So one day we were just watching it and I thought, man, I wonder if you can buy stock in these guys. And at the time, I believe the company was called uh, Folio First. I think they got bought out by someone. And they popped up when I Googled it first. So I was able to buy him. You could do fractional shares there. So I bought him $20 worth of WWE stock, which at the time was trading at 
like 15 bucks. So we had a little over a share and then uh, made massive gains. At one point it was worth over, um, shoot, what was it? $160 or something. I don't remember. It's something nutty. But then I also bought <laughs> myself while I was there, $10 worth of uh, Google, uh, Google stock. And we see how that went. They were trading it, I think, under $1,000 at that or under $700 at that point, which, you know, $10 isn't anything. But, uh, you know, had I just held on to the stuff and not closed out that that account, we'd have a little bit of money. But um, and the same thing with when you started getting a little more into it. Uh, I've been, I guess, actively trading probably only about two years because I really didn't touch that folio account and um, really wasn't. I was interested in stocks, but I really didn't make the time to look into anything. Uh, and then just kind of got the bug as soon as I uh, started kind of looking at charts and um, technical indicators and just kind of, it's a little addicting for me looking at the charts and trying to predict, you know, where something's going to go, which, you know, if you've been trading for a while, you don't know which way it's going to go. Uh but I don't, it's just kind of a fun thing. I have a small account and I'm not trying to make massive gains anymore like I used to. And cause it just lead to me losing big. Now I'm just trying to make, you know, steady gains and just, it's kind of like a savings account for me. It's not really my retirement or anything. Um, it's just kind of a fun little savings account that I can play with. So that's my story. Nice. Yeah, I remember uh, when you were telling me about that as far as the WWE and that, you know, when you first bought some of that and how it skyrocketed. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. I remember that. Yeah, thanks, Vince McMahon. <laughs> cool. Um, so did you want to get into uh, what the markets did last week? And yeah. How our plays we had on? Yeah, let me... Uh... Pulled up really quick. I was looking at the stuff earlier. Um, <clears throat> I know you had a play on DIA, so we kind of know that the Dow pretty much over the last week was ripping pretty good. Um, had a little bit of a pullback early in the week, but um, yeah, I remember it was surging there kind of at the end. Um, yeah, just looking at the five day chart. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I just yeah, I think it's been late in the week. Yeah, if I'm not wrong, I think uh, Dow outperformed the S and P and the Nasdaq last week. But yeah, I remember the, about that. Yeah, I remember the Nasdaq had a massive sell off at some point. I remember they had a really bad day. It may have been like midweek or something. But um, yeah, just looking at the chart here, uh, January fourth. Yeah, that was Monday. So you had this big surge. I guess early on and then the Dow kind of sold off pretty hard. And then after that point, geez, yeah, it just ripped. Um, it was going up towards, I think you had three, three thirteen on your DIA short call. And yeah, that thing just raced right towards that the whole time. Um, yeah, it, it got close. Yeah, for sure. I remember we were watching it the whole week. All right, this thing's going to pull back. This thing's going to pull back. Like, when is it going to yeah. pull back? Um, yeah, check out the NASDAQ here. Yeah, the NASDAQ kind of sagged uh, midweek. And then, geez, Thursday and Friday, it just started cooking. 
So that's yeah, that's really strong. <laughs> yeah, because they that's right. They had that crazy day. I think it was Friday, where they were up like yeah, when they, eight percent or something. Yeah, to introduce that new, uh, making a cheaper SUV. So I think yeah. they were up like eight percent in one day again. Yep, I remember seeing that. Yeah, S and P. Uh, yeah, kind of similar. Uh, they were kind of a little lower earlier in the week, actually. In the 3600s, actually, yeah, I guess Monday, at some point, there's a pretty decent dip. And then uh, they were in the 3600s, and geez, now they're over 3800s. So, yeah, again, it's like right there pushing up against um, the all time high, I think. So, um, yeah, SP had a strong week, um, again, for sure. Um, yeah, you had mentioned Tesla. Sorry. What did you have? Uh, what was your strongest play last week? I don't remember all the because you had a bunch of plays on. Oh uh, yeah, there was a lot. You know, um, BBBY was a good one. That was just an earnings play where they surged before earnings, um, so that was great. Um, I saw them cooking, and I'm like, what the heck? You know, and we talk about that a lot, where these things have massive runups before earnings, and like then they missed on earnings. That <laughs> was perfect. They dumped like two or three dollars. Um, so yeah, that was a good one that went max profit. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones I had in there, but, um, yeah, I was able to go max profit on several plays. Oh, GSX again, GSX is, I've been playing them week in and week out for a while and they just, I I have not lost on them yet. So I'm probably going to keep playing them just doing like weeklies on them, uh, iron condors. Um, so that was another, uh, good play for me for sure. Um, what about you? You closed out uh, ARCT and Tops at a profit, right? Yeah, I had um, ARCT. God, for the the end of the week, they were just running hard. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up the chart real quick. Yeah, I want to say even on maybe it was Friday when they went into the eighties, <laughs> and they kind of sold off. Yeah, they had that massive dump, and then uh, yeah, the the end of the week they just went freaking nuts and i owned only had a couple shares because you know we were talking about they were high iv and um and they had that what they dumped like 70 percent yeah two days yeah it was pretty insane sell-off yeah so i was just expecting a dead cat bounce like jesus guys killed the rsi oversold so i was expecting you know the dead cat bounce that just didn't happen that's why i kept my position super small with just two shares and just waited on it. And they popped off the end of the week, made a nice profit on that. And then tops, it's one of those stupid plays that it's a dumb penny stock, but they just have this weird like bounce ability to them They're They'll just sit there for like two weeks, not really move at all. And then all of a sudden one day, you know, they'll jump 30%. So right. I was holding their shit for a couple of weeks. They end of, uh, it was actually after hours when they really took off. I ended up uh, just closing that position. And the only other thing I had on was my DIA, the Dow Jones ETF uh, Iron Condor that I should have gone max profit on. But, you know, we know what happened there. We're uploading a video for anyone's interested. Yeah. I don't know if you want to just talk about that really quick, too, because I know we don't really have that video up yet. Maybe just to kind of let people know what happened there. No, yeah, that's fine. Um, so DIA, 
I had an iron condor on my short uh, call was 313. The short put was uh, 290. And Dow was just ripping all week pretty much. So my puts were worthless. And it was getting real close to the calls, but it ended up finishing uh, $2 out of the money. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to waste the the money because at the very end of the day, uh, the calls just, for some reason, even though they were out of the money, you know, technically they should be worthless, but the price to buy back that short put was, or sorry, short call was $6. And I'm like, dude, I'm not wasting $6 on it. It was a, only got $15 in premium to put the play on. So no, I'm not doing it. It expired worthless. I'm fine. Well, at about uh, 111, um, our uh, Pacific time, which is 11 minutes after the markets closed, I got a notification on my uh, Thinkorswim app that uh, TD Ameritrade had bought back the call for $12. And I was like, no, I must be reading this thing wrong. Why it expired worthless and they paid double what it was trading for. So I called them up and uh, she explained to me, you know, your account can't handle a $31,000 hit right now and we weren't going to risk it. So it's called uh, basically you you got pinned and they started doing it because uh, industrial traders would manipulate the price of things at the the end of the day and they do it they still do it today so that's why you know they'll close you if your account can't handle it they'll close it out for you because they're not going to take on $31,000 debt for it or the shares so if you are even close to being in the money you should always just close your short legs out like no matter what even if it costs you like had I done it maybe half an hour before the market closed, I could have closed it out for like two, three bucks. But uh, I was just thinking, you know, I'm going max profit, so I'm not going to do it. But so that's, you know, a lesson for me, a lesson to anyone else. If you have short legs, uh, short options open, close them out. Don't, if they're anywhere close to being in the money, even at expiration, just close it out. Don't deal with it because you're going to get screwed. Yeah. Cause I guess they were saying like, were they saying, an hour and a half or something after the actual normal trading hours are closed that somebody can uh, exercise if that short call went in the money. Is that what they were saying? Yeah. She said, well, I've heard an hour before mm-hmm. and I, I believe I may have misheard her, but I'm pretty sure she said an hour and a half. Okay. And that's when, that's why if you're short an option, it's kind of close to the money and your account can't handle it. That's why they'll close it out because you know, after hours, volume dies off. So it would just take, you know, one trader being a dick about it to manipulate the price and then assign you shares. And then, you know, everyone's screwed. So um, so I get where they're coming from. So it's just kind of a, a warning. And you know, I, I know I definitely won't do it again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had something with QQQ one time. And uh, I, I called PD up and they were like, oh, no, like, I mean, it's just one guy's opinion, but they're like, oh, no, at 1 p.m. Pacific, it's cool. If it's out of the money, it's out of the money. And it's like, well, I guess not because, you know, this happened. So that just, you know, definitely, you know, something for me to think about as well. If I'm going to do something on something like that, you know, sell it, you know, short options on DIA or QQQs, you know, spy something high priced like that. 
yeah, just close out for sure. So definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah another thing too, uh, two weeks ago, I had a play on Walmart. I believe, I think it was just a, a call credit spread. And no, 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 it was a put spread uh, called, oh my God, <laughs> a, put, a put credit spread. Because mm-hmm. I was looking at the chart for, you know, weeks and just seeing they were respecting this trend line. I was like, okay, they're not going under this. And then um, they had that story came out about them, like, uh, like making it super easy for people to get hooked on um, opioids. So mm-hmm. they just, you know, ate a fat one, I want to say like 3% in one day. And I was thinking, man, they're going to jump back up to that trend line. And TD closed out my position. They started cooking on a Friday, like just getting a little momentum. And that would have taken my short out of the money. And TD decided to close it out an hour and a half early, like before market closed. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? This thing, it's creeping up. Like I could have bought it back for you know, way less, it's going to, uh, it's climbing up. So you guys just, you know, bought it back for 80 bucks or whatever it was. And turns out if they would have just left it alone, it would have been max profit for me and I would have been out of the play. So I called them up and I was like, dude, what are you guys doing? It's still an hour and a half left in uh, the market. And again, if your account can't handle, um, I think Walmart, that would have been like, uh, 14 grand or something like that if your account can't handle it then they'll close out of the position up to uh, like two hours before close so if you're monitoring it and you're going to close it out you can call your brokerage at least td and like the major brokers and tell them hey i'm keeping an eye on it don't touch it and then they'll kind of put you on the back burner for you know the very end of the day so another (laughs) another lesson where you know your brokerage can kind of screw you if you're you're not on top of things. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, you mentioning that and that happened to me not within TD, but uh, when I was just playing with Robin hood, cause I was like, yeah, let me just test this out and see how it goes here because you know, you're commission free on the options, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, they did the same stuff to me. I was looking at some stuff and uh, did not realize. And then bam, they just started buying stuff back. <laughs> and then when the trading day finished, it would have been fine. You know, I would have went uh, max profit on, one or two of the plays. So yeah, I was like, eh, uh, I think I'm going to stick to, uh, you know, doing stuff in think or swim. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one reason I like think or swim is you can call TD, you know, 24 hours. If you've got a concern or a question, I mean, I have to sit on hold for a minute, but you know, they'll try and help you out in Robin hood. I, that's why I quit trading with them is there's no customer service. Like you can email them but you can't uh, like call them up. If you need something urgently, then you're kind of screwed. Like the platform. I love the platform. It's cool, mm. easy to use free options because my God, I uh, you're probably way over me because you play more options than me, but my commissions are like through the roof, man. So if I could eliminate those, I'd be very happy. Right. Yeah, it's uh, you pay those per contract fees and those commissions. But I mean, if you need to call TD at one in the morning, you can do it, which I've done sometimes. I remember, I don't know, something about futures or something I got assigned to like because they always send you those assignment alerts at like 11 p.m. or midnight. So <laughs> I saw something yeah. one day and I was like, it is nice being able to 
at one in the morning, call, call them up if something's going on in your account. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, do you have any, cur- I, I don't have any plays on right now. I closed out of everything this week. So do you have any current plays you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. CVM. That was a five put I sold. Um, the thing is like, I think a, uh, two Delta now or something. So man, it's like, the price is almost 14 bucks a share and it's a five put it expires this Friday. So that one is looking awesome. Um, draft Kings is another one I put on late last week, I think, but they're cooking. They're only a buck away from my short call. Um, that expires Friday. Um, I think F U T U as well is cooking, but that thing does not expire for like five weeks. So I've got a long time to, uh, see where that one goes. Uh, GameStop. I had a put spread. Uh, 15 is the short and they're almost at 18. So that's looking okay. Um, IPOC, this is the one I told you where like the merger was completed. Uh, and the yeah. ticker has stopped trading and, you know, I've never really been in this situation before. And it's funny in my thinkorswim mobile app earlier today, I all of a sudden saw a play in CLOV, which is the new ticker. And I was like, Oh, they're just mm-hmm. going to convert over the ticker symbol. And I'm still going to be, you know, in this play. So, um, and then it switched back, but I'm pretty sure uh, come tomorrow when the like market actually opens that I'm going to be in that CLO, CLOB, I think with the same iron condor on, um, it looked like it was trading at the same price. So yeah, I'll have to kind of see uh, where that goes. It expires Friday. Um, and then I've got a Novavax iron condor on, they're hanging kind of low. They had a, a wild sell-off Friday, they were almost at 140 and now they're down at 121. So that was pretty crazy to see. Um, and then I just have that uh, UNG, uh, that natural gas ETF. Um, that's an iron butterfly that I sold. And that thing is cool. It's not moving much. So, um, yeah, that's all I got open right now. Nice. All right. Yeah. Like I said, I don't have anything open. So nothing fun to talk about uh, on my end. Um you want to go over some upcoming things? Uh, yeah. Stuff we're looking at. It's kind of on our radar. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was probably looking to get into a few um, ETFs with high implied volatility. So I was kind of looking around. Um, yeah. I see several ETFs <clears throat> right now um, at IV rank 100. Uh, so these things are paying really good premium. Um, ICLN is one of them. Uh, it's a clean energy ETF. Um, there's another, uh, oh, this is BLOK. Uh, this is data sharing ETF. Um, that is maybe related somehow to crypto or blockchain. That would totally make sense, but that would be like IV rank 100 right now. Um, there's another NASDAQ uh, green energy QCLN that's at IV rank 100. Um, I also found this soybean uh ETV, that's at IV rank 100, is trading at like $20 a share. Um, so there's a lot of, seems to be a lot of uh, clean energy right now, or green energy ETFs that are really high IV. So um, I think this will definitely be uh, what I'm going to be looking at. There's even a, uh, looks like a solar ETF, uh, uranium ETF. Sam, These are, uh, yeah, really high IV right now. Are you talking about TAN, the solar? Uh, this one that I'm seeing is, yeah, you're right. Yep, TAN. Yep, 
So like yeah, ID they, rank eighty nine. Yeah, they've been cooking, man. They're on my radar as well. The only thing, there were a couple of those. I don't remember if it was ICL. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's quite a bit of open interest on these. Yeah, some of these like super high IV. Um, maybe it's AGQ. These super high IV ETFs. There's not a lot of open interest unless you're, you know, willing to go real close to the right. money. Um, but yeah, I was looking into a lot of ETFs as well, and uh, some stuff that I really like is the uh, the Arc ETFs. Yeah, ARKK. Yeah, yeah, that's the well. They have that uh, ARKF, mm-hmm. and they're a lot of their uh, ETFs are super weighted into Tesla. Mm-hmm. Like I think the ARKK is like 20% Tesla. Um, So that's why it's like pretty Mm -hmm. volatile because, you know, Tesla's freaking nuts. Um, Oh, no, they're only 10% on ARKK. I think it's ARKF. That's a little higher percentage. Yeah, I know one of them's like 40%. But yeah, all of their ETFs, um, they seem to pay well. And it's in a lot of stuff that uh, that looks like it's going to, you know, continue to climb. Like they're uh, they're constantly changing uh, the percentages of the shares and just trying to keep it afloat um, as high as they can. Mm-hmm. So like I know last week they, uh, God, what was that company I was telling you about? They picked up just a crap load of shares. I don't know. I have to look into it, but yeah, they're they're constantly changing, you know, the way they're put together and just keeping it uh, looking pretty damn good. So I'm looking at ARKK and uh, ARKF okay. for a play on Monday. Okay. Yeah, definitely um, looking at some of these, but uh, yeah, like you're saying, it'll definitely depend on kind of volume and open interest for sure. was I looking into? Oh, um, FSR mm-hmm. Visker. I'm more than likely going to put on uh, poor man's covered call or synthetic covered call on Monday because I want to say to yeah, if I went out and bought the February uh, 19th call, the 750, yeah, you might get a midfill, but you're probably going to spend out eight hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then you've got one, two, three, four, five. Then you have five weeks that you can sell covered calls, uh, weeklies. So if I went, uh, what's it trading at fifteen twenty four? If I went and sold uh, the seventeen, what essentially would be a covered call, I get thirty dollars for that. You know, if they hopefully they stay a little bit under that, and you can just continue to do that all week long because they're still paying. Uh, pretty dang good. Yeah, that's uh, a good idea on that. Uh, definitely reduces uh, the amount of capital, you know, versus holding the shares for sure. Because, yeah, like you said, they're trading over 15. So if you want to hold 100 shares of that or something, you know, you're having to come up with the 1500 bucks. But doing that 7.5 call uh, last traded at what, 764? 
It's not bad. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, more than likely be putting that on Monday. Just uh, yeah, it just depends on. I like to see what things are looking like in the morning before I get too crazy. Like just set an order right now. You know, I'd like to see what the market's looking like before. So hopefully continue to kind of hang out and um, I'll be able to put that play on. Yeah. I'm looking at the 20 day chart and uh, they went down kind of in the low 14s and they ran up to 1757. Now they kind of came back down. So yeah, they're kind of just seem to be trading within a range. I know they had last time I played them, they were, they surged really hard into the high twenties and then they really backed off um, from there. Uh, yeah, at one point they were up around 24. So I guess they made it maybe more toward the mid-20s. But, um, yeah, they seem to be looking at the six-month chart, four hours. And, yeah, there seems to be maybe some uh, long-term support around 14, 14 and a half. So it doesn't seem like they really – they haven't been below for a while. So Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, they're just kind of trading in a range right now. Well, for the past week at least, they kind of busted out of it, like the two standard deviations for just a couple hours, and they just blasted right back in. So, yeah, hopefully, they just continue to trade in that range, and I can, you know, just sell covered calls on it for uh, about a month. Yeah, sounds like a good play. Um, what else do we got? I'm going to check out the uh, uh, futures real quick, see what those are doing. Yeah, I was uh, looking earlier. I don't know if they're still down. or. Yeah, Dow's down about a quarter percent. Okay, yeah. Those earlier, yeah, I guess they all opened lower. Yeah, like Dow's down maybe 67 points or something right now. Um <clears throat> which I guess isn't a big surprise considering last week and how everything was cooking. So, Yeah. Yeah, so futures, you know, nothing major going on in the futures. Um, I guess that's all I have for today. Did you have anything else? No, man, I think that's uh, that's good. Yeah, kind of talked about our previous stuff and maybe what we're looking at for the future. Did you want to – add anything maybe about uh, the website? Yeah, I want to do uh, just tell everyone that we have a website called wstrades.com and right now it's, you know, we're constantly changing it, uh, just trying to improve on it. Right now there is a scanner that you can kind of go through the top gainers, uh, biggest losers, who's kind of trending. There is a download page that if you use uh, Thinkorswim as your trading platform, you can buy scanners. And right now, I believe I only have three up. And there's a description of them. Uh, as soon as you buy it, it'll take you to the download page. Uh, and you can upload it into your uh, Thinkorswim platform. Uh, there is a... Um, oh, my God. What is that thing called? The uh, journal. The trade <laughs> journal. Yeah. Oh, my God. The trade journal uh, you can download. I worked on that. It's pretty... Pretty seamless. You can input. Uh, it'll do the calculations for profit loss, um, dates, all that stuff. It's you know pretty easy to use. You can buy that. It's only a buck right now. Um, and we've got a, a forum on there that you can in, put in your trades. 
uh, and kind of chat with each other about, you know, this is why I did this, yeah, put your end results in. And yeah, we're just trying to make it kind of a fun, cool place, give out a little bit of information. So you guys can go check that out. All right, man. You ready to yeah, sign off? Yeah, sounds good. I think I said everything uh, that I had to say. So, yeah, I guess I will uh, talk to you on the next one. All right. All right, man. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.